Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Talking Harness WA with Morton Michael Radley on SEN Track. Hello, it's Friday, which means two things. Talking Harness WA here on SEN Track 657 in Perth and also Gloucester Park tonight and another big meeting tonight at uh, Gloucester Park. A big meeting last week, a couple of great races. The free-for-all was fantastic and also the uh, Christmas gift final. We'll chat about those uh, a little bit later on. Um, a couple of winners last week from uh, our man Bomber Hill and Simon Miller even gave us a thoroughbred winner. Queen of Soul only just got there, but they don't pay for winning by any further, which is uh, something uh, for the listeners. And, uh, well, we might even have Hayden King back today after tipping against the filly and being banished to Esperance. Yes, for we're a giving, week. We're giving him a reprieve, Morts. Hello and welcome to uh, to you. And uh, tell you what, stifling heat here today in Perth. And uh, we're all masked up. We are, Michael. We're talking very well. Great to be here with you on this Christmas Eve. Big weekend last weekend for those that listened to Talking Harness in WA, as you said, the great man Simon Miller threw out Queen of Soul. Nice price. Yep. 380. Well supported. Very well supported into about 320, 310. The uh, guest, um, BK, yep. got two from two. And then our man Bomber landed a couple of three unit winners as well. Big night at GP tonight with a full 10 event card, including one for the thrill seekers. Rads, race 10, <laughs> a standing start trot. All I can say is hopefully you're well in front by then and not relying on that race to fund the Christmas <laughs> presents, that's for sure. Now, Michael, race two last Friday night. How are you allowed to train one horse and drive another that you don't train? I'm not sure. <laughs> I just. I, I'm not, I really don't. I, I'm not sure what the rules are. I only got him. It took until Christmas <laughs> Eve, about two years later, to get you. But I didn't think that was allowed. And what message does that send to a punter? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay, well, you'll take it on notice. Oh, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll take that question on notice. I'll ask. I'll ask our uh, chief steward tonight when I see him, uh, Brad Lewis. Okay. Well, there's another okay, one. You actually, might I'll ask. I'll ask the rules guru. Uh, Bill Delaney. Okay. I know well, Bill listens to the show, so no doubt he'll let me know. Okay. Well, race six tonight. Yep. Now, we're trying to make this caper easier, easy for punters to understand. Yes. I was lucky. I had a very good resource who could tell me the answer in Mr. Kevin Jevons. Yep. A horse with a HWOE of 148,000 has drawn one yep. in, a ran, in a preferential barrier draw, and a horse with a HWOE of 83... Okay, draws barrier seven. Yeah. I just don't understand how that works. Wild West, last week's winner, draws barrier two and a horse like Al Guerrero out there in barrier seven. Doesn't it just make sense that when you have those uh, preferential barrier draws at free-for-all level that the lowest HWOE and you just go up? Because yes. this is crazy. I mean, you've got horses that have got 60 and 70 and 80,000 drawn outside Wild West and... Um, For trying to start. Patrona Star and uh, the other one on the pole. So, yeah, yeah. He was okay. <laughs> a lot of input uh, there so, from Michael. I, I don't know what to say more. So I'm, I'm okay. I'm well, here's a couple of a, a couple yeah. of easy ones for you. <laughs> okay. Are you happy with the proposed changes to Group Race status? Uh, yes, 
I, I think it's a good move. I, I think we've got too many just on – as soon as you get to a prize money threshold, your group, you're that group race, and it's, it's not a real indication of the status of the race. So, yes, I think it is. And we might even get a few people that were involved in the changes on the show in the next couple of weeks. That would be excellent. And how did the speedy – Philly pull up after her last win. You would know better than me because you are the surrogate of J.P. Prentice. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I, I heard the, the update yesterday <laughs> that she pulled up well. And she's going around on New Year's Eve, so yeah, we, I, I, I we heard, look forward to that. I did hear from one of the owners saying cancel the fireworks because she's going to produce them on the night. Oh, so there we we'll go. See. We look forward we'll to that. Anyway, there's a couple there, a uh, couple of questions for you to come back uh early in the new year yes. if you can. But, oh, no, um, well, I'll get them. I'll have them for the next week if we're on. Excellent. If we're okay. not locked down. All right. Well, we've got a very big guest this We've morning. got a very special guest. He is the voice of Gloucester Park and has been for the past decade or so. And uh, before we introduce the great Richie Bell, let's go back to one of the great calls of one of the great races in Gloucester Park history. It is the 2012 Inter-Dominion and the winner is the mighty, I'm the mighty Quinn. Struggling 40, and here comes I'm the Mighty Quinn with a dazzling turn of speed. Around the turn they come. I'm the Mighty Quinn, five deep letting go has raced up to Mr. Magical Mac. Back behind the Auckland Reactor, Crombie. Mr. Magical Mac, I'm the Mighty Quinn. Mr. Magical Mac, I'm the Mighty Quinn. I'm the Mighty Quinn takes the lead. I'm the Mighty Quinn. There's not enough O's in the word smooth to describe this horse. I'm the Mighty Quinn and Gary Hall Jr. Second, Mr. Magical Mac. The margin a metre and a half. Lombo Navigator close up first. What a race. And uh, I tell you what, uh, Richie Bell, welcome into the program, first of all. Uh, how are you on this Friday morning? And, and Merry Christmas. Fantastic. Uh, Mickey and Glenn, lovely to be on the show. Just got out of the ocean, so feeling pretty good. <laughs> Mate, let's first of all talk about that race. I've never heard a crowd roar when you said, here comes Quinny. Did you, did you feel the crowd just go up a notch? Definitely, because although we're very high up on the precipice there, um, you can receive the atmosphere through the window, the open window at uh, Gloucester Park. So it was booming through, and I just felt it at that point. And luckily, I just got into a rhythm that I don't think I've had previously or since. It was just this rhythm. I almost felt like I was one of the horses or drivers out there. It was a great feeling. And what a race it was with, you know, the old warrior, Mr. Magical Mac, uh, going stride to stride with I'm the Mighty Quinn. But when he lets loose with a run, he is uh, just a sensation. And it was just a pleasure to broadcast him that night. And it was, it was such an interesting race as well because there was action from virtually the word go with, with the horses coming out and I think um, Lance Justice's horse um, came across and then there was Mr Feelgood and, and there was so much action through the race and Gary Hall Jr. just out the back just waiting and waiting and waiting, which must have been for, for Gary just to sit there as well. And, and I know Senior said that... A, he thought it was a terrible drive because it gave him a heart attack almost because he didn't take it off. But my brother said it's one of the greatest Inter-Dominion drives of all time. Um, but for you to call it, like it just kept on unfolding. There was so much, there was so much action in the, in the race. It, you, you must have been almost out of breath by the time you got to that, that point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was a bit nervous going into it, but um, 
I was lucky because during the week I spoke to an old school friend and uh, he asked me how I was going and I said, oh, really good. It's, it's a really big week of uh, harness racing in WA. In fact, I, I've got the Inter-Dominion final on Friday night. And uh, he said, oh, look, I've got no interest in harness racing. I won't be listening to that. <laughs> and that was brilliant. That's exactly what I want. So what happened? Psychologically, I used that. I thought, He's this. I kept thinking of this guy who wasn't listening to the race. And that made me... Uh, it, it really helped my my nerve base. I, I just they just went out the window because I thought I just thought of this guy doing his own thing on a Friday night, not listening. So in my mind, I had no one listening. <laughs> I believe you, me, Richie. There were plenty listening. Now for a race like that, and that was one of the greatest calls. Uh, uh, of all time, what's the preparation like? Obviously, Inter Dominion final. It's, it was a big crowd expected, a lot of uh, engagement nationally and, and across the ditch, and and all the best horses in Australia. What's the preparation like for a race, uh, knowing you're going to call a race like the Inter Dominion final? Almost zero, Glenn. To be honest, for me. Um, so some callers are real professionals. They do a lot of uh, preparing. I'm not one of those. I'm not a professional in a sense, like John Hunt. John Hunt was meticulous. He had he had notes in front of him like a mad professor. And, of course, Johnny was a brilliant caller. And he used a lot of flowery language and he threw in a lot of really good quotes. But, yeah, I'm not that sort of caller. So I, I've got to be honest here with you, Glenn. Mickey, I, I, I don't do any preparation. I just call the race. So when it comes to that last bit when you say, you know, like there's not enough O's in the word smooth and... On other calls, you know, we've heard similar sort of things. Do you not even at any stage think that this horse could potentially be the winner and, and, and this is what I'll say? Did that just come just straight off the bat? No, that actually, Glenn, you've got me there. <laughs> that didn't because the, what happened then, I also spoke to another old school friend uh, that week, Stephen Hertzberg, who's a well-known in cricket circles, and uh, Steve said, oh, you've got to come up with a really good line in the Inter-Dominion final. I said, yeah, but what's it going to be? And he said, I've got one for you. He said, I was watching an, epi- I was watching an episode of MASH, oh. of MASH recently, and Colonel Potter, who yes. was played by Harry Morgan, and he actually lived to the ripe old age of 95. So he's a great character actor. And in that show, actually, MASH, he loved horses, you might remember. Yep. Um, but at one stage, he was trying to entice Hawkeye into a drink of scotch, and he said about this glass of scotch... It's so smooth, there's not enough O's in the word smooth to describe this scotch. So he thought maybe I could infiltrate that into the race, late in the race. And and I did. It didn't quite come out as smoothly as what I wanted, but it was reasonably effective. But i tell you what, though, and, and I'll ask you about John Hunt in just a moment, but um, yeah, the, the I think the iconic part of the call was here comes Quinny, and that's when the crowd roars. And then yeah. twelve, 12 months later, Fred Fred Hastings actually used it with about a hundred to go, which <laughs> and, and, and he actually, he actually said here comes Quinny, and the crowd I was there that day again, and the crowd roared again. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll 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 have him charged with pilfering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we've mentioned Johnny Hunt. What what was it like? taking over from someone like John Hunt, who was universally loved, like he, he was such an iconic figure in harness racing in WA. Did you feel the pressure when, when you did take over from him? I, I would have to say I had 
minimum 100 people say to me after I received that position, big shoes to fill to the point where I basically wanted to fortify my ears to anyone who wanted to talk about hard harness racing quarterback. <laughs> but you uh, were... but Johnny was just an absolute legend. Uh, just just a pleasure to listen to before, during and after a race. He he was just amazing. Um, and his descriptions and pronunciations were second to none. Um, the caller, I think that, to me the greatest caller I've ever heard and the most beautiful pronunciation and the perfect level of contained excitement was Trevor Jenkins. And he was a massive influence on me. I met Trevor at the age of 13. And I I must say that if if there's one broadcaster that, that sort of comes through, it would be a, a, a very slight essence of Trevor Jenkins, but I'm a long way behind him. And that was at the age of 13. Now, at the age of 12, you heard a race uh, on the radio and then I believe you tried to imitate it and that was what originally got the idea that you might like to be a race caller. I was in my parents' lounge room as a Saturday morning about 11 o'clock. I knew nothing about horse racing. My granddad was a crazy punter, so it was in the blood there. But only one person, my grandfather, my mum's father, everyone else had no interest in racing. Now, I was sitting there and uh, we had one of those big radios, you know, that all sorts of bands came through and we, um, I, I happened to pick up a race from the Eastern States and um, I heard this race and I was very competitive as a kid, loved impersonating because I don't have an imaginative bone in my body, so I just used to impersonate. And um, anyway, I heard this race and then I thought, I'll, I'll grab the paper and I saw the same horses in, in the newspaper, in the field. And so I just, by myself, I sat there in the lounge room and I banged out basically what I heard on radio. And that night I did it at the dinner table to my parents, uh, my parents and my brothers. And they just, their jaws dropped and they stopped eating. And they said, oh, we, we think we know what you're going to be when you grow up. And then, of course, you went on to... Uh, study law. <laughs> apart from study law, but <laughs> yeah, right. you went on to, uh, to a, an amateur race-calling comp at the Gosford Dogs in front of a massive crowd of 400 people and 25 <laughs> contestants, Richie, and how did that Gos- finish up Gosford for you? Gosford Dogs, that's my old stomping ground. I've been to Gosford Dogs yeah, on, you, many, on many an occasion been, on a we... cold night with Johnny McDermott. <laughs> That's right. Were you, were you in that competition, Mick? No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> no. I don't think I've been Can in a competition it? in my life. <laughs> yeah. Greg might have been. Greg might have been. Yeah. Oh, he could have been, actually. Um, but I, um, I was just stunned because I was at Wentworth Park and I was practicing in the spare calling box and then I saw this notice of Greyhound, Grey, the Greyhound Expo they used to have at Gosford. And there was a little note down the bottom and, you know, special attractions, bouncy castle, pony trots, all this sort of thing. And then, and then it said, um, an amateur race calling competition. I thought, you are kidding me. This is exactly what I, <laughs> I need to try and kickstart my career. I was going, I was going nowhere fast. I'd only been, I'd um, come over from Perth just to test the waters because all the avenues were blocked in Perth. I thought, oh, there might be an opportunity in, in Sydney. So I started practicing calling the trials at Wentworth Park. Yeah, then, behind Paul and Rosoli. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and Rosoli. And, um, yeah, so he was sitting there 
chain smoking and I was basically <laughs> suffocating in the next box. Um, anyway, and then um, Harold Park as well, and, and Peter Volandis actually was working there as, uh, I think, the manager at the time at Harold Park. Yes, he, he was general manager. Really no- yeah, and I, I just went, strolled up on a Monday lunchtime one day, and there was no one there, and Peter Volandis was there with one secretary. It was a pretty low-key operation. I, I introduced myself, and Peter was fantastic. He said, yeah, you can just go in the spare box Tuesdays and Fridays. So that was really good. So I was doing that for about a month. Then the Greyhound Expo came along. There was 25 contestants. None of them could call. So I was like about a dollar four to win. <laughs> and Paul Dolan and Paul Dolan and Rod Fuller were the judges. And oh, um, okay. yeah, and I, I won the award. I've still got the uh, the a gold microphone, which was the trophy, which was made of plastic. And um, bingo! And from that, I got a job calling the Wentworth Park trials. But then. Uh, just not long after that, but a couple of weeks later, my very good friend Tony Fairweather rang me. He said, you better get back to Perth. I said, what are you talking about? He said, front page pays news. Unfortunately, Stuart Shenton's met with his demise, and um, and he was a fantastic caller as well, a terrific guy. It was very unfortunate circumstances, what happened with Stuart. Anyway, so I came back and, and landed the job at 6PR as a three-code race caller. That's where it started. So, Richie, you were a dollar oh four in this amateur race calling comp. Did you have a, a twenty by eighty uh, on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> if only there had been a market. If only there had been a market. I'm, I might never have had to punt again. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, you'll be you'll be very very happy to know that I have from an extremely reliable resource, my brother, that um, the penguin. <laughs> Has, the, the penguin yeah, the has been—he's been spotted at a TAB near uh, the corner of Petra Street and Canning Highway. <laughs> the Bicton, the Bicton TAB. The Bicton TAB. <laughs> it looks like the the home of the penguin, the very famous penguin that, <laughs> that used to get around Gloucester. Yeah, Park. that'd be that'd be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it certainly. Yeah, well, be. my ex my ex girlfriend Lulu used to live around the corner, so I used to frequent the uh, the Bicton TAB and the Fremantle TAB, and and Penguin frequented it uh, far more than what I did, but. Um, I often saw him on the Fremantle traffic bridge. Um, <laughs> I'd see him at the trot. I'd see him everywhere. I picked him up a couple of times, gave him a lift home. He's actually, Penguin's a great fella. Sean is. is a great character of West Australian racing, and one day they might write a book on him. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting. So, Richie, so. Uh, tonight are we getting Minstrel or The Minstrel? I believe there's been some compliance. You know what? I did not even know. I had called Minstrel the Minstrel <laughs> the other night. It was only a few days later someone someone mentioned that there was a lot of unhappiness in the camp about the way I called <laughs> really? Minstrel. <laughs> but yeah, as, as you can gather from that, I'm I'm fairly unconscious during the broadcast. <laughs> Well, oh, Richie, it's been a fantastic chat for you today. <laughs> I, I didn't think anything could top Simon Miller last week, but you've clearly done it Absolutely. <laughs> this week, uh, Richie. Before you go, because you, you've, you've got to yeah. go. We record this in the morning. You've got to go and do the preview on Tab Radio. Uh, have you got a winner yeah. for us tonight at Gloucester Park? Tonight's a really tricky night, really tricky night. Um, there's obviously a few short ones. Uh, perfect major might be ready to uh, improve from gate number one. Great number one, perfect major in race number six. 
at Gloucester Park. And as I have a look at the tab touch market for everyone, he's 380 currently on the fixed odds market. The minstrel is at 340 <laughs> and favourite <laughs> in the Garrard's horse and hound pace. Richie, it's been a pleasure chatting to you um, and uh, good luck tonight. We'll see you out the track and uh, great calling. Terrific. It's been a pleasure being the caller at Gloucester Park and I thank everything that you've done for me, Mickey, um, over the years and great to hear you this morning, Glenn. Um, you've got it all covered. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. Richie Bell there. Thanks, Richie. We'll, uh, we'll see you tonight. The voice of Gloucester Park, and uh, <laughs> he's a great man. He actually, I'll, I'll tell you, he actually got locked his car in at Gloucester Park on Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Percy had his book launch at the Wacker, and he's parked there. It's obviously gone late, and we locked the gates, and I had to come back and let, him, <laughs> let, let he and uh, Lulu out. Um, well... Uh, that was fantastic. That was Mort's good. really, really enjoyed that chat. Yep. Uh, now, last week, Mort's, the big race was the Christmas gift, and it looked a great race on paper, and the Hall Senior Camp, one, two, three, Jumpin' Jack Mac, Ideal Touch Finvaro, Junior, picked the right one, only by a head, though. Mm. Like you said, Michael, yep. you, don't have to, you don't get paid for winning by... Bigger margins. You certainly don't. As we go to the break, let's listen to the feature race. The Group 2 Christmas gift from last weekend, Jumpin' Jack Mack with Gary Hall Jr. The ideal touch and no run leap of faith. Next quarter, 28.8. And the leader, Jumping Jack Mack, Finvara, is only a metre away. Out three wide on the track is the ideal touch. Just put in a, a proppy stride there. And then Typhoon Banner, Leo Sabi running on. Leap of faith couldn't go the class, but Jumping Jack Mack is clear from Finvara. Down the outside is the ideal touch coming late. Jumping Jack Mack. Mac in front. The Ideal Touch is lunging at Jumping Jack Mac, who's clinging on and Jumping Jack Mac beat the Ideal Touch and Finbarra, and it's a Gary Hall Senior trifecta. You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morton and Michael Radley on SEN Track. You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morton and Michael Radley on SEN Track has raced up and taken the lead from Wild West who can't go with him at the moment. Third is Rock and Roll Lincoln. Diego gets up on the inside. Water out is Patrona Star running on and Perfect Major then Chicago. Bull Magnificent Storm is off the track. In the straight though Wild West in front. Down the outside is the Minstrel. Diego's getting out. Wild West in front. He's in front. Coming hard. Diego late. Wild West in front though. From Diego near the line. Wild West in front. Wild West has won from Diego. And third in is the Minstrel. Magnificent Wild West, too good. Another one for Hall Senior. This one for Callan Savalco. And interesting fact, Mortz, from our man, the great Alan Parker, who is the stats guru. Uh, Every race was won last week either by a Hall or a Savalco. (laughs) Gary Hall Jr. with a couple, Shannon with a couple, Emily Emily and Callum on Wild West, who drove drove for a Hall. (laughs) So uh, interesting fact there. And uh, I think Alan was doing a bit of stats on the amount of winners for each family. And, um, yeah, there's not much between the Halls and the Savelkos at the moment. I think uh, young Gary Hall Jr.'s son might have to drive a car, get in the cart and drive a few to, to keep the name going. Yes. All right, mate, this segment is brought to you before we go to Bomber, who had a couple of winners last week, by Steel Blue Boots, built for comfort, made for work. And what a great work boot they are. I've got them on today, Mortz. I don't care how hot it is. 
I wear, oh. I wear my I wear my steel blue boots everywhere. Forty and, degrees doesn't matter. And you mean everywhere in the, uh, <laughs> in the, in the shower, shower doesn't bed. matter. Yep, in bed. Yep. Nicole doesn't like it, but that's okay. No, I thought she wore hers. Sure. <laughs> I wear the pink, she wears the blue. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me, Michael? Well, um, Australia's leading supplier of work boots, built for comfort, made for work, just like uh, the great um, Ross Fitzgerald. And our form expert, yes. Bomber Hill. Built yes. for comfort, made Thank for you. work. How are you, Scott, uh, Bomber Hill? <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, thanks, guys. How are you? Good. A couple Good. of winners last week. Yeah, you get a couple there to uh, just keep us, uh, put a few coins in the account ready to go again this week. So. Yes, certainly. And we're going to start this week in the first race, which is race number one at Gloucester Park. And the, the start times have gone back because of the, the heat. Um, so the first race now is just after five o'clock. Um, and unfortunately, the last two races on Sky are uh, not on Sky. So we'll put them on social media and so will Rawa. Um, but unfortunately, because of Christmas Eve, they're going to shut down at 11 o'clock Eastern time. So we won't get the last two. Uh, but there's not much around that just because of the, the heat policy and, and yeah. making sure that... Um, so the Facebook page, the best place? Yeah, to I think on? we'll go Facebook Live for both us and um, also the Rawa social medias with um, sure. uh, the... Um, what is it? Trots WA. Yep. Very is, good. Uh, and follow them all night, obviously, for what the the interviews, which are very important. Excellent. Yeah. All right, let's have a look at the tab touch market, the Simmons Steel two-year-old Phillies pace, and uh, beyond the sea, 340 into $270, Queen $10, Diamond Dance $126, Five Bangles at $370, uh, Diamante Steps at 61 Champagne Everyone at 61 Sonic Susie 23 Taking the Mickey at 370 Scratch the 9. Then on the back line, we've got Sport, Sport, Sport at 480 In from $10. A market correction there. Billy Joe Star 71 and Jolted Charm 126 Bomber, which way are we going the first? Yeah, number one, uh, Beyond the Sea opened up a really, really nice price. And whilst that's gone, I think she's still value. She's a lone leader here and, and led around here on Tuesday, Tuesday a week ago when uh, just cruised and then uh, dashed up for only about 50 metres to put them away and then throttled down late. So, you know, ran really good time there considering she was never asked to do anything. And I, I think just a repeat of that performance will, will be winning. Taking the Mickey, she's a class filly first up. Tried really, really well, but uh, and can be dangerous if the leader cops unexpected pressure. But just looks to get it really easy in front, beyond the sea, and uh, thinks she'll be too good. Not a lot out of the first race from the final. The last word, compliments of Tim Walker at Tab Radio, but uh, beyond the sea, our man Kyle Harper racing well has plenty of speed to lead, and that will be the plan. So, Bomber, race one, number one, Beyond the Sea. What's the staking plan there? Yeah, two units to kick us off. First out, first home, hopefully. Uh, that's why you like them. Uh, first out and first home, as David Fowler would say. All right, race number two is the Etch Coating Mobile Pace, and it's over the 25, 36 metres, and we have a look at the Tab Touch Market. And we have Joe with the flow at 4.20. Uh, 
Soho Gigolo at 34, McLarney at 34, Waterbro 550, Jesse Allwood at 61, Infatuation at 550, The Favourite is Better Start Dreaming at 210 for Lindsay Harper, Ada's Billing Mac at 91, and Burning Rubber is at $31. The back line is Tis a New Day at 14, Allwood's Rock and Roll 23, and A Boy Named Rosie 31. Bomber, race number two, what's the plan? Yeah, have a place play here. I think uh, number one, Joe with the flow is the leader. Uh, only real chance of crossing him would be better start dreaming, but he, he seems to have lost a bit of his zest recently and he'd need to recapture that. But if uh, Joe with the flow leads up, all it's rock and roll drops three pegs and you know, it might be difficult to see him winning, but he's a legitimate place. So um, running along the pegs here and he was really, really good last week. Um, ran home in 56-4 on the pegs and last quarter 27-3 and, you know, all he'll need to do here to run into a hole, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a, an interesting race. And $2.10 better start dreaming in the last word, Lindsay Harper. It looks hard for him. Gone off the boil, will be hoping. Not the sort of thing you want to hear from a $2.10 uh, favourite in a race. But uh, that doesn't bother us, Bomber, because we hope it gets beat. <laughs> so, race, <Yeah. laughs> so race to number one, Joe with the flow. What's the staking plan here? No, no. Place play here, sorry, Morts, number 11, Allwoods Rock and Roll, just dropping back three pegs. There we go. And what is the place on? What is the tab place touch? on? Tab <laughs> Touch, hang on. Roll. Let me have a look. Tab Touch, the place for Woods Rock and Roll, $4. $4 the touch. place, Allwoods Rock and Roll. What's our place staking plan here, Bomber? Just the one unit. You will need a bit of luck, but I think, yeah, Joe with a flow cruising along in front, the gaps will open up late over the distance. Yeah, it is Christmas Eve, so yeah, I'll pay attention next time. <laughs> All right, before we go to the break, and I'll get you, a, I'll get you a question in just a moment. Loans one, two, three, Morts, car loans, debt consolidations. Who do you see? The Nude Nuts, Steve Sell, no one better, Michael, nobody better. One eight hundred one hundred. If he can't sort you, no one can. Loans one two three dot com dot au, and I'll tell you what, after all the presents you bought. You may need a loan. Yes, and if you're having a bet in the last tonight, you may need Steve Sell's number in speed dial. Now, race number five tonight, Morts, is the Tab Dutch condition pace, and we have Major Martini go around at 165. He was pretty good last week. He's very good. He is very good. Happy? Very, oh, I couldn't have been happier. He um, thought it was a great drive by uh, Junior. The one was uh, heavily supported from 12s into 5s, and... Got out to dollar ninety. Yeah, they were concerned that he might get away with a bit too much, but Junior had other ideas. And then when he just asked him to go down the back straight, he just put two or three lengths in the space of fifty metres. So yeah. it was great, and he's pulled up really well. All right, he's a dollar sixty-five on Tab Touch. I think that'll be taken. I don't think we're going to get the dollar ninety as we go to the break. Let's listen to Major Martini, and he was just far too good for his opposition last week. Further back, Bracken, Sky, Vincenzo, Perugia, and then Raymond up. Major Martini looking to keep it going. Just wing, it's got the temerity to come back, and then Manning on the outside, followed by El Guru. Twenty-eight nine. The next quarter, Major Martini's clear. Just wing it, trying hard. Vincenzo Perugia is coming through into third on the inside, but Major Martini really opening up. Up from Vincenzo Perugia, just wing it, will battle back and run second, veering all over the place like a shopping trolley, but Major Martini beat just wing it, Vincenzo Perugia. You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morton Michael Radley on SEN Track. Yeah. 
You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morton and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Leads Master Late in the inside. Sid Strepo follows it through with Prada Sun out wider. And then Palatino and further back in the field is Dior's as they come around the home turn. The leader, he's a shark from Master Leighton. And then on the outside, Prada Sun, followed by Sid Strepo, who's trying to come through as well. In the straight, though, and doing it well is he's a shark is nicely clear from Master Leighton, Prada Sun. Down the outside, Sid Strepo. And a late burst from Dior's the inside as well. But it's all he's a shark. And he's a shark races home to win it well. He's a shark beat Dior. Who flashed through along the inside. Yeah, he's a shark for the, uh, well, the unstoppable combination of Turby and Selvalco. $1.34, and uh, I think it started a few multis on Friday night for a few people. He's a shark and got the cash. All right, this segment is brought to you by the one and only Retrovision Morts, and uh, 60 years going strong. 60 years, and we'd like to say a very big Merry Christmas to all of our. Loyal customers, and we thank them very much for all of their patronage throughout the year. And don't forget Sunday, and I know you'll be Googling madly on Saturday night, but Sunday is the post-Christmas sale, 30% off the big Samsung screen TVs. So Today, the final day of the 24 days of Christmas? It's driven, the uh, car is drawn at 12 o'clock. Okay. So. And, and I'll tell you what, I can't wait for people to see at Gloucester Park the new Retrovision Bar. Yes, it it's was. a cracker. Out the front of Steelos, it's you can't miss it when you're walking past. Now it's the Retrovision Bar. Really, it's it's actually the little things make you happy, Morts. Yes, no, I'm and really it's, looking it's forward to that. Looking yeah. forward to seeing it. everyone on track, and it'll debut tonight. But yes. hopefully on New Year's Eve, if fingers crossed, all, finger crossed, touch wood, we're all ready to go for New Year's Eve. But fantastic. All right, we're supposed to be quick on this segment, but we, we, we got off to a bad start. We've got off to a bad start. All right, let's have a look at race number three on the Tab Touch market, and we've got Carrera Mac at five dollars. Not a Benadonario four eighty. Uh, scratch number three, Blackjack Zach one twenty six. Free to wear one twenty six. Ultra Intrigue two thirty. In the favourite, he's a shark fifteen dollars. Alice K seventy one. Batavia on fire one twenty six. The back line, Rock Me Over nine dollars. Typhoon Banner four forty. And Alterret at eighteen dollars. Bomber. What have we got in race number three? Yeah, nice race, this. But I think uh, they'll try and lead all the way with Carrera Mack. He's got a great front-running record and uh, not a Benadonario will have first look. And then I expect Outer Intrigue probably comes and has a look as well. So that should give really good uh, early tempo and even probably some mid-race tempo as well. And Typhoon Banner, he'll just slot in sort of, I think, one by two and, you know, did luckless last start and probably should have won. And I think he'll get his chance tonight late over the distance to, uh, to, to be too quick late. We certainly hope so, Bomber. So what's our staking plan? Race three, number 11, Typhoon Banner. Two units. Uh, I think he's well over the odds in this race, given the run he's going to get. All right. And the last race we've got to look at is the last race on Sky Channel tonight, race number eight, and is the choices flooring pace over the 25.36. And we've got Sid Strepo at 3.40. Express Beauty at 71. Baltic Ace is at 550. The Horse at 21. Prada Sun, $8. Major Artist is at 126. Make It Happen, 71. Middle Page at 11. Outside the front line is, uh, front line is Ideal Agent. And how good was he behind Regazzo Mac the other day at Pinjarra? Uh, on the back line, we've got Be My Rock at $11 and Mr. Master Layton at 126. Bomber. Ideal agent. He was very impressive at Pinjarra. Comes to Gloucester Park. What are we doing in the in race number eight? 
Yeah, I think he's been super impressive at every Australian start, actually, Rads. And in that run at Pinjarra, first up, he was entitled to drop out. They just didn't come up for air. They ran 154.7, just pedalled to the medal the whole way. And he sat outside Regazzo Mac, who we know is very, very good. I think there's plenty of early speed here. He can just roll off the gate, just sit up probably near the tail of the field early and then uh, has options from there as to whether he goes round or comes with one run. But, yeah, I just think he's going to be too classy for these and expect that he wins. Couldn't agree more, Bummer. I think he will just round them up fairly easily in the end. So race number eight, horse number nine, Ideal Agent. What's the one that's going to fill the Tab Touch account uh, just before Christmas Day, Bummer? Yeah, he's the one. He's a three-unit bet. He's our anchor for the night. I just think he just looks too classy. Yeah, he does look the winner tonight. Bomber, Merry Christmas to you and the family. I hope it's a safe uh, one up there in Broome, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week in preparation for the Retrovision New Year's Eve meeting, mates. And uh, to you and the family, all the best. And you guys too. Uh, Merry Christmas, Rads, Morts, and the listeners. And, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully be winners there tonight and then some uh, for New Year's Eve next week. All right, our man Scott Bomber-Hill with all the tips at Gloucester Park tonight. As we go to the break, too, race number seven is a cracking race tonight. We've got Gambit, who's flying. Uh, Armour Indy, who's been going well. Shadow Rolls in there. Walsh, boom time. And Beat City, who's uh, continued on his winning Mm. way at Gloucester Park last week. As we go to the break, let's listen to Beat City. Too good at Gloucester Park last week. Glowin double up. It comes out three wide with a smart dash to come after Beat City and G Smith. 27-8 the next quarter. It's double up. Racing up to Beat City. The inside G Smith. Wider out not a Benedinario. Still trying to wind up. All with glow. Trying to get out behind them is Major Artist in the straight. Beat City races to G Smith. Double up is down the outside. It's G Smith fighting back but uh, Beat City just in front. Coming back G Smith. Beat City's got the lead though. It's Beat City in front of G Smith near the line and Beat City beat G Smith. Double up third, fourth major. You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Back clear from American Armour. Battling away on the outside is Jolene and then running on OK, Captain's Beach Bay, but he hasn't really gone for the leader yet. 28-2, never mind the chaos is clear. American Armour giving chase and then Jolene on the outside. Shannon has a look around, never mind the chaos is going well. It's going like a winner. It's home, the last favourite. American Armour, Jolene and then Captain's Beach Bay. Never mind the chaos has walked in. One by six metres, American Armour. Two metres away, third Jolene and three and a half metres. To... Never mind the chaos, who uh, another win for Never mind the cast. I a good form race out of Bunbury a couple of weeks ago. It's a a meatloaf moment. You took the words right out of my mouth there, uh, Rads. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Yes. And someone tipped against her as well, which we're about to speak to in just a moment. (laughs) You got banished for a week after that um, misdemeanor. It's a tough school here at uh, SEN Track 657. This segment is brought to you by Bayswater Mazda. Driving is better than a Bayswater Mazda. Corner of Guildford and Garrett Rose, Morts, and you know better than most people how good a Bayswater Mazda is. They are brilliant. I'm heading down there after the show to test drive. Another one? No, yeah, they've got Anthony, who just 
you know, just looks after you so well. He's got yep. he's got the turbo versions so are going to go oh, and drive that. There we go. So, Look yeah. out, Perth. Yes. <laughs> Look yes. out, Perth. Around, a, around, around Bayswater fl- and Maylands. <laughs> if you see a flash going down Guildford Road, no, drive responsibly, of course. Indeed. Uh, double demerits as well, Mortz. Yes. A big hello to Hayden King. Hayden, welcome back. Yeah, morning, guys. Good to be back. Got a reprieve. Yeah, well... I'm thankful for your kindness in this really trying time. It is, it is Christmas, Hayden. So, it is. Uh, but the week before, you had three winners oh. and they were all nicely priced, yeah. all good each way odds. So well done. Yeah. yeah in form, except for the one misdemeanor. <laughs> <laughs> but you're back. Yes. Tell you what, Albany on today, an early start uh, for Albany down there. Um, tell you what, good fields down in Albany to start the season down there as well. Yes, yeah, super. They've had a great representation of trainers going down there, uh, particularly from the metro areas. So people, uh, as a consequence of the prize money, largely, I'd say, are willing to take their horses down to Albany, and it's good to see them getting some results. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's an important part of the industry, Albany, and uh, it's great to see them uh, have such strong fields. And you're going to try, try and find us a winner. Hayden, what have you got for us at Albany? Yeah, we'll kick off in the first race. This is coming up straight after this segment, so you'll have to be fast. Uh, race one, number four, Shirley, has already been backed in early markets. Followed Jackson Morgan after showing some speed off the gate there at Pinjarra on debut. They went 157.3, and uh, she stuck on really well. She was the only horse that was within the same parish as Jackson Morgan late, and I think she'll lead and win in the first race. In race number two, going with number four, Rock and Roll Me, not much speed inside of this horse. Khaleesi is a horse who's not noted for his gait speed. And for that reason, I think Rock and Roll Me can burst off the arm. Colin Brown goes down there, takes the drive. Was solid enough at Pinjarra, given uh, he was behind Trooping of the Colour. Never mind the chaos, as you guys know, has made that form look really good and uh, pulled hard in that race. So out in front, out of harm's way, he should be hard to beat. Race two, number four. Uh, race four, number seven, Nullabor Navajo. Cheyenne King-Davies doing a great job with this horse and Hayden Hancock getting along with her really well. She's not the easiest horse to drive because once she gets to the front, you see her ears going back and forth and she's got no idea what to do. So she does have to time her run well, but she gets that opportunity. She's drawn behind Galactic Ruler, who does look one of the chief threats. So she should be able to get every hope and around $2. I think she could get out late. She'll be hard to beat. Uh, Race five, number one, Batavia Shuffle. At big odds, sat outside the leader last time out and fought on OK into fourth. I thought they'd take the opportunity to lead here over the short course, and I think the market's completely wrong. I can't see them handing up to Sanford Tilly, who's the favourite next door. For that reason, Batavia Shuffle has to be a hope. Uh, race seven, number five, Sanford Harry. At the price, I think this has to be the best bet on the card. I initially was not really keen on him. I thought he'd be around that two, three dollar market, then he's come up ten bucks and I was shocked. Again, I think the market is completely wrong. He was fair first up, but I think he's got the gate speed to get across and lead, and I think he'll take no end of beating from there. And then in the last race, race eight, number nine, she's a lucky Evie. Something really small, just because I thought she could win last week and it was a bit of a nothing race in the fact that they went a sixty nine first half, so she couldn't really make any ground. Just something really small, fear of missing out. Good on you, uh, Hayden. Thanks for that. Uh, hopefully a few winners. A couple of big price ones there, double figures as well. So hopefully we fill up the Christmas uh, bank account before heading into Gloucester Park tonight. Good on you, mate. Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys. You too.
Mort's big show. Fantastic talking to Richie. Good fun. Uh, good good fun. fun. Bombers found a few uh, few winners for us, mate. Uh, next week is the Retrovision goal um, New Year's Eve, so hopefully all goes uh, ahead. Everything's everything's ready to go. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and Sanka and the boys. Thank you very much. And the same to you too, Michael uh, and Nicole. Hope you enjoy a nice 2003 Jacaranda Ridge. Yeah, well, thank, thank you for that, Morts. <laughs> yes, the uh, the Christmas present. Didn't find one in here today either. I was expecting like a Jacob's Creek claret or something, but nothing. No. I Did you a, find it? I've got a half a bottle of water here, so I'll be fine for the moment. <laughs> Good on you. All right. Thanks for everyone for listening. Merry Christmas to everyone. Stay safe during Christmas, and we'll be back for a big New Year's Eve preview next week. Until next week, it's bye for now. You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91